Hello, welcome to Three Zoologists and a Microphone, the new-ish podcast where we are three zoologists and we just piss about, basically. Um, This is our first proper episode where we'd be talking about accents and whether animals have them. And quick disclaimer before we start, we aren't experts at all, especially in this. The other two haven't got research for this. We're doing it where each one of us does the research for it. So even if I have research, I'm not an expert. So that's our disclaimer. Let's get on with it. I'm Matt, back again. So each week, like we did last time, we're going to say a random what our current favourite animal fact is. So my fact is, it's a bit morbid, but elephants are the only other species of animal than humans that have rituals around death. So they actually mourn for their uh, both family members and non-family members, which is sad, but really interesting. It is sweet though. Yeah, it is cute. Yeah. Okay, I can't I'll really go. make a joke about that because that's quite sweet. Yeah, there is no joke. <laughs> Just sweet. <laughs> it just genuinely is so yeah hi i'm sophie my interesting fact of the week is that reindeer's eyes actually turn blue in the winter where they live in the arctic circle because where the light reflects off of the snow that does make it a lot brighter but obviously also they have to deal with a lot shorter daytime hours so that just helps them to be able mm. to see but it's really cool their that eyes are brown cool. in the summer and blue in the winter do you think sorry random question um, cool. go for it Sorry, slightly nerding out here. Do you think that's why White Walkers in Game of Thrones has blue eyes? This is where I confess I can't. <laughs> no! Okay. No, I've not seen Game of Thrones either. Okay, as the I only Game of Thrones. Sorry, this, uh, this is where the friendship ends. How, how could you not? We immediately disband. The podcast's over, guys. Game of Thrones. Yeah. But, yeah, no, the White Walkers from obviously the the ice's faces they all have like these vibrant blue eyes like that's a thing that they have so yeah i mean also like i feel like there's Maybe. a lot of I don't, I don't know yeah i feel like a lot of animals that live in colder conditions tend to have blue eyes but that could just be coincidence in reindeers it's like their eyes actually change specifically so in it changes from brown to blue like throughout Is the year because like, stereotypically you think of vikings as having like blonde hair uh, and blue eyes. Do you think that could be why? Because it's cold. Possibly. Maybe. I'm just talking crap. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm Vicky. My fact of the week is about foxes and the fact that their tails, or it's known as their brush, isn't just used for like warmth and balance as you'd expect. It's also used as a cover to keep them warm, which is really cute. Um, but also like a flag signal to other foxes. Aww, because I've, I've seen so many funny. photos of foxes where they curl up in a ball and their tail is covering Yeah, the so apparently cool. they like actually use it as a blanket, so that is why. Which I guess is why it's fluffy. I wish I could do that. I wonder if squirrels I'd do the same thing. I'd love to carry my blanket with me. You don't have to remember your jumper. You can just wrap your tail around you. Just wrap it, yeah. If you just want a nap at work, just curl up in the corner with your tail over you. that'd be nice. I never saw Basil Brush doing that, though. (laughs) No, I didn't either. No. Great. Also a very good show. Um, I remember I had to try and explain what Basil Brush was to some um, people I did taekwondo with when I was younger and they had no idea what I was on about and I just remember that I made a tit of myself because I was there in the hall around everyone else like you know the fox that goes ha 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 boom boom um and they were just looking at me like I'm absolutely insane and I just kept doing it um, like if, if it I works. say boom boom enough you'll know who I talk about um but yeah that's my facts and my old tangent okay 
So yeah, so today's ac- uh, today's accent, today's episode <laughs> will be on accents. It's going really well so far. My accent's really playing up. Um, <laughs> so when I was younger, I always grew up hearing a fact that I don't know. Well, I didn't know whether it was true or not that cows have regional accents. So like a cow from Birmingham might not understand a cow from Manchester. I'm assuming it's I love not the, the idea same of that. I love the, the idea humans, of just. They're not just mooing in a Brummy accent. That, I, I love, don't know what that would sound I like. Really I really hope. I really wanted to try it. And then I was like, I'm just going to butcher the accent and offend people. <laughs> yeah. So um, like, Can you imagine like a liver puddly and a cow? And I was like, oh, I better not. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> want some chicken and a can of coke? Yeah, I'm like. Moo. <laughs> that did Moo? sound kind of good. Yeah, Thank that you. wasn't bad. I was practicing uh, with the liver puddly and friend the other year when I worked with it. So that's all I can say in that accent. <laughs> Thank you. That's all anyone can say in like a liver puddle. That's actually. all you need to say. Including the cows, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> so yeah, so this episode is basically on whether animals have accents. And I'm going to start off by basically saying that generally they don't have accents the same way we do. So to define accents in this um, context, they're more similar to dialects. So how like different parts of the UK, for instance, we have different phrases we say. I'm trying to think of an example. Kind of like how parts of the UK will be like, you're up, you're out, my duck, like that kind of thing. Um, so it's not so much accents, but more dialects that vary. Mm, and there's a lot so of different phrases areas that have like don't know different sayings and stuff like that. I was very confused when I, because obviously in Cornwall, like my lover, um, also apologize, my lover <laughs> is just a general greeting for people, but yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that when I moved down here. And I'm so pleased I was an awkward person and held my tongue. But uh, like the, when I first moved down here and someone was like, call me my lover, just in my head, I was like, I'm not your lover. I don't really know yeah, you. Or like, you just we're just me? friends. <laughs> um, and then like, I realized, oh no, that's just a general greeting here. Yeah, it's, um, just, it's just how they're friendly. Yeah. yeah. It's like when <laughs> someone's got really confused when I've called them a squinny. Or... I don't know what a squinny yeah. is. Okay. Squinny is um, I don't know how to explain it. It's a bit like a whinger, kind of like just squinning out oh. or something. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Or calling them I'm a div or a din Yeah, I think I, when I came to uni, I start, I was calling people like dins and no one knew what I was talking about because it's shortening <laughs> for din which no one knows what it means because they're not from Portsmouth. <laughs> well, yes. I don't think I have any like colloquialisms or like dialects from where I'm from. We've like, got loads and most of them yeah. mean idiot. That says a lot about Portsmouth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry we've got any listeners from Portsmouth uh, Vicky's <laughs> I mean, from Portsmouth so I'm not mean <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there we'll have a fair few because Vicky's friends do listen to this as well so yeah we may fine. have some issues but most like, of them moved away yes they're not there anymore it, it doesn't count anyway <laughs> I've got a few but I doubt they've listened just to gonna offend I'm just gonna offend everyone it's okay just just go on <laughs> to the cow go back to cows yeah go, go back to the safe topic of the cows so I was gonna start with why accents might be helpful especially for animals because like for humans we just kind of have them they, they don't really play a role other than you can determine where someone's from which to be Surely fair that is a, the reason yeah so that is a, a really helpful reason for animals yeah. i may be jumping a bit ahead of what you want like the order you wanted to talk about things um, matt but like technically because i know that in some species they rely on 
like the vocalizations that they make to identify themselves as the same mm -hmm. species. So mm -hmm. sometimes you end up getting two species or like one, two groups of the same species separating and becoming different species because they just don't understand each other anymore. So they won't procreate together. But I, of yeah. course, don't want to come back to humans and say that that just because someone's got a Liverpudlian accent and a Birmingham yeah, accent, they don't understand each other. My <laughs> mum's told me before that like my great granny could only listen to like the BBC news and stuff because she couldn't understand any others. She could only understand people from her county or like the next county at a push. Mm. And like the accent differences generally in the South aren't that much or well the area that she's from because um yeah 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 but it's not so much now but back in the day that must have caused some issues because I know I, I personally don't really lose. like I personally at least I tend to understand most accents but I don't always realize that someone has a particular accent like I never recognize it so I un mm. I have no issue understanding them in conversation but actually recognizing where they're from or sometimes even realizing like I can have a full conversation with someone and then they tell me they're from Ireland and I'm like I didn't even <laughs> I didn't notice. I just understood them and sort of translated it in my head to have no accent. That's interesting. So I rarely yeah. ever realise someone has a yeah. different accent. Obviously, if it's very obvious, I will. Yeah. Like if I can't like strong Glaswegian yeah, yeah. or something, you'd be like, oh, okay, oh, they're not yeah, from around here. But a lot of the time, if it's only a slight accent, I don't even recognise that there is a different accent. That's fair. If it's only a subtle one, that makes sense. Mm, but no. So yeah, so like with us, like you can determine where someone's from by their accent, which is really useful for animals. Um, I found a study on European pool frogs um, that have been found to have like regional variations in their cool characteristics depending on where they're from. So, Did you like say pool frogs? the frog from pool frog. Oh, like European swimming pool, pool not frogs. swimming pool, not pool. pool. Oh, pool, not pool. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> make things hard to understand. Um, <laughs> So it can be like really helpful to find out about like another frog, another like individuals, let's get this right, phylogeographic history. So where they're from nice technical term. can affect their, yeah, that's big words. Um, makes me sound clever. Um, <laughs> that's what we want. Yeah. Just throwing so them in there. Words. Just word dropping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, if you know the word, use it. Um, so like, yeah, it can provide this like information on how genetics might vary um if an individual of the same species is from another area so are you saying that they would potentially seek out individuals with a different accent because they know that like it's not going to be incestuous because they sound exactly. different so yeah, they're gonna exactly okay because i so i was wondering if it could cause an issue they're like oh you sound familiar we can actually converse then it could cause issues with inbreeding but if they're seeking out individuals that have different accents then that that's really beneficial yeah yeah so it, it can avoid like inbreeding from within like close family groups hmm. um which is a, a very similar study's been done in what was it killer whales probably killer whales i think it was yeah killer whales um so different killer whale groups have different vocalizations and these vary because obviously you get a lot of killer whale groups that live in family groups and they mm. can be either resident or transient um so like in the uk i think we have quite a large resident population up in scotland somewhere i don't mm. know where but I, i'm sure there's one up in scotland i mean off but the then coast you also scotland get the somewhere. transient populations that come like and visit what what do you mean like transient is that like the migrating speed migrating so, yeah, individuals the species that, that come travel around they don't they okay. don't yeah exactly yeah they're not from um, 
So yeah, they're not from around here. But these differences in their cool structures, so they found that there's varying complexity in their calls depending on their social complexity. So groups Ooh. with like more members might have more complex cool structures. Is that just because they can include more individuals variation? It's kind of evolved mm. that I way? Re- I didn't really see why, but potentially, yeah. Or it might be kind of bigger groups have like more cultural transmission down yeah, from more members. their older members. Does that mean then that an individual song is more complicated or do they all mm. sing together and maybe more individuals can create more elements to it? I, I don't think, think they got, sing like, together, but yeah, I think it means they can like create more elements to it. Okay, so it just creates it just allows more complexity because there's more individuals to come up with things. Yeah, um, oh. but it means that like a group, a resident group, might be able to tell that oh, these other individuals aren't closely related to us. Do you think, in terms of it being more complicated with it being larger, because there's benefits of being in a larger group, right? So do you think that could be kind of almost a way of drawing individuals in? Because if you know how large your group is, if there's say a few lonesome individuals kind of looking for a a pod or whatever they might be like oh well I would join a larger group rather than a smaller group and I can tell the size of it based on how long their song is how complicated it is so it might be a way of them being like you sound interesting yeah that's a that's an interesting point actually i could yeah that that could be I suppose it could the work case. the other way around yeah. as well that a smaller mm. pod might be looking for members so you might have a better yeah. chance of joining a smaller pod if you were yeah. an individual on your own just a well i don't know how much killer whales potentially get separated from groups and stuff i don't know how common that is Not so particularly i imagine <laughs> because i know they stay together pretty much their entire lives except for the males especially as family yeah great but but then presumably the males will separate to find their own groups. So, yeah, exactly. Because so there is obviously be a way some of males of finding the group that they would fit in the best. Yeah. Mm. No, that's that. That's a really guys. Good point, I had I a relevant tangent. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you want, well we could go into my humpback whale bit as well. Now, Ooh. that leads nicely from killer whales. But no, I also found that humpback whales have a similar sort of situation where they generate songs. Mm. But this is, and obviously, like, feel free to go and listen to the podcast where I got this. This was from Overheard at National Geographic. But they did an episode on humpback whales where basically they called it the humpback whale hit factory in the waters around Australia. <laughs> they and it sounds it sounds a bit hit factory because it sounds a bit silly. But basically, normally humpback whales over time their song will change slightly and their song is just sort of so it is like top of the pop hit factory yeah their songs will usually change <laughs> briefly like like in small bits like the number of clicks and stuff will change but there's one humpback whales top of the pop yeah there's one particular family of humpback whales that they're not sure why they're much more imaginative with their songs and their songs are so different that oh. surrounding groups hear their songs and change their own songs in response and you can actually track the Whoa. pattern of these songs spreading cool. around the waters of australia because it's perfect to split them up oh. so you can see oh, that nice. they meet on the other side and the songs have evolved to be something completely different at the other side but you can track the pattern of the song it's like a giant game of chinese whispers yeah basically but like that's cool they compared that's it in really the other cool. podcast they compared it to if you hear a really interesting so if you were a musician and you heard mm. a really interesting piece of music so say you'd never heard sitar music you might suddenly introduce that into your own music because you find it nice. interesting so then like yeah and uh, then it kind of do the same thing gets less and less relevant to what it was because it's passed on and passed on and passed on and passed on yeah Yeah, so it's like if i saw somebody in india playing a sitar came home played the sitar to you then you played the sitar to matt what would matt be playing and presumably the person who listened to it and is picking it up wouldn't really know what they were doing so it'd be a bit of a bodged sitar playing anyway yeah Yeah. potentially with the wrong not gonna lie nearly said ingredients um (laughs) instruments 
instrument. Although they all have the same instrument because this is just vocalizations, but it's like the same idea of they hear a really interesting way of vocalizing. But I don't know how much it would be in terms of animals, but okay, yes, in humans, we do we have the same vocal strings, but the way we're brought up and the way we learn to use them is different, which is why some people, so my granny was German and because they pronounce W's as double V's, so Uh, she couldn't pronounce W's. Obviously the vocal cords would be the same. It would come out so like Alvul instead of Owl and Vindy instead of Wendy. And she couldn't hear the difference. So I don't know Mm. how much that could also potentially be the same in animals that because of where they're brought up and the the language and the dialect and all that jazz around them, they might not really have the same instrumentation. So they might not be able to replicate the sounds exactly. If that makes any sense at all. That made sense to me. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that that could be the case to be honest, because I think you do kind of have different ways of saying things. Mm. Even if you know how they should be said, you can't necessarily replicate it. Or you might not know that that's how it's meant to be said. But yeah, so another reason that like accents might form is because of noises that happen around where like these animals live so one of my favorite pieces of research i found was about ducks and the differences between cockney ducks and cornish ducks oh my gosh um so that's amazing the idea of a cockney duck honestly just makes me so happy do you know how a cockney quack sounds versus how a cornish quack quack sounds i don't know the exact noise but apparently a, a, a cockney duck's quack is more like a short sound and it's more like a laugh yeah whereas a cornish ducks is more like they're giggling that makes sense so you've got like so yeah i can't so you've got like a really short cornish yeah so they're more like a softer giggling sound i think the sound the duck sound effects they normally use in things are generally cockney then because they're normally quite aggressive quacks yeah because they're a lot harsher so the reason they think that this might arise is because of obviously in London, where Cockney ducks are from, it's a lot louder with like traffic noise, background noise. You know, it's more oh, built so up. They've got to have a more harsh. So they sound have just to, to vary heard. their calls exactly. So they have yeah. to have a much like louder, more abrupt and distinct sound. Whereas a Cornish duck, we don't it's really have much traffic quiet. down here in Cornwall. You know, there isn't like yeah, there isn't the big cities, there isn't the buildings and everything. So they can get away with like that softer quack because they can still hear that each kind other. Of matches the people well as well for the people in the areas because Cockney yeah. accents. Yeah. Quite laid much, back like, versus quite intense. Quicker yeah. and, like, they no, it is kind of similar together. to the actual accents of people, yeah. And the Cornish, like, and also everybody in Cornwall knows that you run to Cornish time, so they don't have to worry about how long their quack yeah. is. Yeah. Because they can just... <laughs> yeah, for anyone that's not been to Cornwall, uh, Cornish time works very differently. Nothing happens Anyone may say, oh, yeah. I'll be there directly, including people like plumbers for floods or something, like... And directly could be any time within the next 30 minutes and the next fortnight, minimum. So it, it's just a different world. Yeah, you get shots where the shop opening times are nine-ish yeah. to four-ish. Yeah. The shop opening just when they can be bothered. Nothing, really. Literally, yeah. time is it. just a very chilled out idea. And the Cornwall, ducks agree with that. Which yeah. just wouldn't happen in London. And yeah, and the ducks agree. And ducks agree. We've got very laid back ducks down here. Yeah, it's also been found to be very similar in dolphins. Do they have aggressive there are cockney quacks? dolphins? Just <laughs> <laughs> cockney not, dolphins. It's not really like, cockney <laughs> dolphins. Okay, sorry, Matt. <laughs> yeah. But so bottlenose dolphins kind of vary their accents depending on where they live. So if you've got like a resident population of dolphins near a docks, there's a lot more shipping traffic. So again, they're more more louder and 
So they have to vary their calls to be able to herd over the background shipping noise compared to a speech, uh, like a group that might live, I don't know, in the Bahamas where it's quieter because you don't have that shipping traffic. Oh, interesting. Do you think... So I'm going back to humans because I don't know anything about animal accents. Um, <laughs> holding my hands up now. Um, that's why city accents as a general are generally a lot harsher than country accents because there's more people, there's more movement, there's more business and there's therefore more competition. So the accent itself has evolved to be harsher in the same way that yeah, the animals possibly. we've just discussed have done exactly the same, probably as a result of all the humans being noisy and active and having harsh accents. So they've yeah. got to compete with that. We, you know, places like London where there is more harsh accents, they're very built up areas and have been yeah. for a long time. It's not like it's only of, recently, you know, all the big cities. I think it's very... You know, when you think of like Birmingham few, and stuff as well. Yeah. Although that's a less harsh accent, the Brummie accent. But... Because I was thinking, like, if you think of all the big cities, they've got harsh accents, like London, Manchester, um, Liverpool, all of those have quite harsh accents, except ones like Bristol mm. and Birmingham. Mm. But I don't know if they're potentially which are more newer recent cities. cities so they've evolved yeah. from the general area, which could be more calm. Bristol yeah. is considered part of the West Country as well, so is basically considered part of the countryside and probably was the main mm. city that, as these accents were developing in the past, was the main city that people would have travelled to if they were going to travel to a city. Because yeah. obviously there's Exeter, but they, yeah. they may have travelled up to Bristol as well. So a lot of people could have been coming from the countryside to move to Bristol. I guess it is harsher for a West Country accent, mm. but by being a West Country accent, it's just not very harsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's also a little bit more pace to their lives in Bristol. Like you can usually expect yeah. a shop to be open on time, where, unlike in Cornwall. Everything just slows down as you get closer and closer to Cornwall. Further, yeah. As you get further from... Well, they just slow down infinitely as you get further west. It's the same mm, accent. It yeah. just gets slower mm. and slower until you get to like Senan in yeah, Cornwall it does. and nothing happens. Pretty much. So yeah, so obviously like some animals use like their accents to determine other groups. But similarly, other species do use it to determine who is within their groups. So there was some research released literally less than a week ago on naked mole rats. This was literally only published on the 29th of January. So it's very new, which is quite exciting. So naked mole rats live in really, really, really like eusocial societies. And they kind of work more like ants. So they have a queen who is the only individual that breeds, which is insane for like a mammal. Yeah. So eusociality is when they become so social, it's basically one individual. So you can look at a colony of ants and yes, it is individuals, but where they work together to such an extreme, they're basically one organism. So individuals may have will have evolved to say their role is to be a door and they can't feed themselves because yeah. other ants will feed them, but they are a door. It's like communism to a massive extreme. I love those ones because they just have a circle yeah. on their head and their entire job, this ant's entire job, is to it's stand just, with their head so in the door, being yeah. the door. And let people Forget in Forget being the doorman, they are And the, the ones door. that are like honey supplies as well, they're just eat loads and then they're a food reserve. Yeah. But yeah, so like naked mole rats live in the very similar way. So they literally have like warriors and um, like, yeah, they have a queen. Warrior. What was that? <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> sorry <laughs> just leave vicky to it <laughs> so yeah so they're these really really highly used social animals basically and they have their call is a very like soft chirp and chirp. hopefully we can find apparently yeah apparently hopefully we can find a clip and put it in yeah um, that would be cool so do they chirp like a bird would chirp or like a chipmunk would chirp although my reference for that is alvin and the chipmunks so that's not <laughs> necessarily the best mm. 
Um, Very scientific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I always you think know. of them as chirping. Maybe yeah. they don't. But yeah, so apparently they chirp. And um, so they use this chirp to identify their colony members. That makes sense. So basically, yeah. naked mole rats are extremely xenophobic. Extremely xenophobic. So other colonies, they will not get on with. They hate them. So basically, these calls are It gets really aggressive between colonies, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like how... I know you see it a lot in, like, social mammal groups. especially Like chimps and like stuff. And mongoose and stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. They don't they get have on like with other walls. groups. But, so naked mole rats are very similar. So they really don't get on with other groups. So these calls that they these soft chirps that they have help to identify their group. So do you know so with it kind the of chirps? helps in like determining like, oh, you're not one of us. Is it like a combination of chirps that defines it? Or is it like say a tone or a pitch of it? So it literally the call might be the same, but it sounds different because it is more of an accent rather than a dialect, or is it? So more I'm, of I'm like... not a hundred percent sure. They probably don't know. Well, I only found this research like two hours before starting recording because it is so That's new. Fair. Um <laughs> so I'm not hundred percent sure. They've probably not really least any stuff on it then yeah but what i did find is quite interesting though in terms of so these calls they aren't if there's changes within the group it doesn't mean they keep the same call so when a queen dies there will be a time within that group where there isn't this cohesive single call so there'll be a lot more like acoustic variation so it's um, almost a political statement so yeah so it's kind of like the queen sets the call so whoever is queen that is the call that the rest of the colony follows have a national anthem or something of their yeah. group. Well, so obviously we don't change national anthem thing is necessarily, but one of the authors. I, I found this quote from one of the authors, um, Gary Lewin, and I just love this. He said, you could almost say that the animals have the Queen's English. I love that. They they all follow how the Queen talks. So I they have to see. That. Yeah. That did <laughs> yeah. take me a second to understand. But yeah, they took me a second. I thought I you thought meant they were you talking um... English. <laughs> no, like, no. They, no. They speak their own <laughs> Queen's um, language. They speak their own Queen's language. Wow. Um, really so cool. yeah, if there is a, if the Queen does die or anything, or if like they're they join a new group or they break off into separate groups then the calls will be different until the queen is established um and they so it really is a time that. of like political statements when the queen yeah is so it is really yeah exactly so you know it, it is <gasps> so I basically it what you're saying like really nasty competition what you're saying is that there's actually a game of thrones going on inside the naked mole rats colony at all times <laughs> yes and except instead of yeah, instead of having a throne, they just have like you get to have your song be the song of the group, and everyone you get has to have to your, sing song, your song, but you also have to give birth to a lot of babies. A song of ice. I'm good. I don't think I. I yeah. don't think I need to be queen if that's what it takes. Yeah. Having like sixty-two million babies. Yeah. Does that mean there's just one colony figure, of obviously, but... um, white walker mole rats out there with bright blue eyes that they're all terrified of yeah. because they're gonna take kill everyone they're not just after the throne and they they don't want people to sound like them they just want them dead i mean that's pretty much how these groups work but it was interesting so there was another study that's been released at the same time of so an individual from within a group will more preferentially reply to the calls from their group than other groups which makes a lot of sense so is it like a callback thing like one of them calls and one of them replies but it's not like they're singing together it's more like a conversation yeah it's kind of like a conversation and like if they run into another naked mole rat somewhere like, away from there like, hello i support borrow. this queen hello i also support this queen yeah cool, we're friends yeah um exactly <laughs> rather than i support be... this queen oh, i support no. a different one fuck i'm gonna kill you uh yeah exactly but yeah i, I just found that really interesting i literally only heard about it today and wow. i think that's so cool that they 
like they said, they speak the Queen's English or mm. squ- speak they, they the speak Queen's the Queen's mole rats. It's really cool yeah. the idea that like it's like obviously they're not singing it to her, but the fact that like when she when the Queen changes, they all have to change in accordance with her. They all shows they all. Do you think she has to teach the them like in front of a choir, just like now repeat after <laughs> me? <laughs> yes, there's a naked mole rat conductor. It, it, I really think it'd be interesting to know like how this new call spreads throughout the colony, whether it's mm. like how long it would take because if the queen dies then surely it's not it's not going to be an instant thing of when they get a new queen they all know or maybe fun, that's or they all know maybe it's actually linked to the them gaining a new queen because if it is a political statement you'll you'll sing for the queen that you want but then presumably you'll gain more followers which will then sing the queen that they want until everyone sings that and maybe that's the everyone point that the queen becomes the official thing, yeah. because everyone's supporting yeah. her i mean that's complete I think, speculation I, think that's, I have no idea but yeah, um, yeah. i think that might be taking see, speculation like, a little far but that's an interesting like way to look at it as well that like they almost yeah. not voting but like could be kind of agree like could be kind of showing they, who they agree with and who they'd yeah. prefer to be yeah. in charge i just be, i don't, don't know when this. the queen becomes queen like how when you put the little is it a crown case of they be <laughs> off when they're digging just no, put think, to the I side i'm just going to burrow it's a little necklace and I've crown. washed my paws I'm going to put my crown back on <laughs> and sit on my throne I mean assuming it's similar much. to bees I would presume that the naked mole rat queen wouldn't have to move because uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, she yeah, no, no, like doesn't babies. move she just sits there and keeps pumping out she's babies she's like a queen ant she doesn't do anything she just pops out babies like that's all she does yeah, okay. and there makes a new call do you think she takes her crown off for labour then and puts it on for the rest of the time <laughs> maybe takes it off for morning sickness yeah I think it would just be interesting because this is so new to see like where they take this because mm, yeah definitely. i think there's they're quite a, lot a difficult to animal to study them. as well they're, yeah they're an animal i know very little about but i find them fascinating i just like the fact they bang their heads against walls. people didn't know about them for so long and someone predicted that there would be a eusocial mammal because we don't know of any others and then they predicted all these things about them they were like yes there will be a eusocial mammal it will live in this location and have this and then they discovered them and it fit like all of this for criteria which yeah. is really cool it, i can't remember really what the prediction was no, I think they're a pretty awesome animal. And yeah, even more so now that they like have like they speak the Queen's English. I just love mm. the idea of that. Speak the Queen's more rap. <laughs> that is interesting though. Yeah, I just I, I just wanted to like finish off with like why accents could cause issues though. Because I, I was wondering whether it's interesting. Don't like the way you sound. <laughs> well, I was wondering, so as humans, when we move to different parts, especially in the UK, you get it. When we move to different parts of the country, our accents do change depending on yeah. where we live you do mm. kind of lose your accent. So I was wondering if that could happen in the animals, animal kingdom. Whether yeah. they could lose their because it, it would cause potentially discrimination and issues with like breeding yeah. opportunities and stuff because they don't fit in. When you get things like the killer whales, whose different co- like different family groups have slightly different call structures. If a male who left their original family group joined a transient family group and then they were transiting past their old resident group, if the, that male had lost his call, could it come back? Or could it come back and because it's lost its like accent, as it were, could Mm. it cause inbreeding to happen? You would assume they they would recognise. I mean, they would know. They'd be like, okay, that's my old family. Maybe let's not. Yeah, potentially. Um, Yeah, they'd recognise like they'd recognise their own family. Yeah. But I think it's just interesting whether that could cause things like inbreeding or stuff like that. I'd like to know if it would come back as they're passing them. (laughs) They might get a bit confused and a bit lost and potentially cause issues in their own group if their accent comes back and they're like, Yeah, oi Barry, why do you sound like that now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What happened? Who when we were back in college, she 
basically she would talk with um because i i grew up in surrey and so she would talk with a fairly normal accent for people in mm. surrey there a little bit because she was from sri lanka so she would have mm. a little bit of an accent when we were at college whenever she phoned her mum she would switch back to a full sri lankan mm. accent mm. and whenever she was talking yeah. to her family and whenever i went yeah, to her you house do, you she do speak, kind of pick up your own like my best mate's japanese and when she like her entire pitch changes when she's talking english versus mm. when she talk, talks japanese and mm. she says that she's got quite a deep voice for a Japanese woman even speaking Japanese but like she talks so high pitch it's like a completely different voice mm. which is really interesting I also like when people have like a accent and they lose it and then they phone home and it comes back and it comes back yeah. it's like in first year of uni and someone's just come home. back from a telephone call and you know they phoned home because they come in with this weird accent and you're like what's happened like, where did you go or like they come minutes? back after Christmas or like visiting family yeah and it's stronger or yeah. when you get drunk and your accent comes up back. Um, yeah. I was ripped to shred for that in my first year. I can imagine. I got mocked quite a lot. And it was worse because I was hanging out with a girl that was also from Portsmouth. And we would bounce our accents back and forth between the two of us as we got drunk. <laughs> um, That's brilliant. Although I've got an Irish friend. And That's really like when he gets really drunk, no one can understand him and it's hilarious because his accent, he's he's got a really strong Irish accent anyway, but it gets stronger as he drinks and then he starts slurring <laughs> and you're like, I now don't know what you're saying. Should I get you some water? Oh my God. It's like Oops. That's how you knew he was drank too much is when you didn't know what he was saying. It was the first time I, I went out for a drink when he was in the group and yeah, we all got to the point where we were just looking at each other like, what did he say? I don't want to be what? mean, but I don't <laughs> understand. You're like, I don't know. Okay, so that was our episode on do animals have accents and I think we've basically concluded that not in the same way we do but they definitely have variations in how they communicate they and the way that they communicate bits, yeah so they, they do they kind of have an accent yeah they they you have <laughs> cockney ducks and you have cornish ducks what more could you want no, um <laughs> and we've come up with the concept yeah, that's of a brummy cow enough. yes yeah so we've got cornish ducks brummy cows and mole rats that sing the national anthem <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to their CD or their album. <laughs> so that was Three Zoologists in a Podcast. No, Three Zoologists in a Podcast. You did what I, I did. I didn't get our name right. Oh, so that was Three Zoologists and a Microphone. So yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, three underscore zoologists. We're the only people there with that sort of name. So you should find us quite easily. And the animal I would most like to see in giant form is a penguin. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>